0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the fourth state drive time. I am your host, Marty Duran. It is good to be with you, westbound and down I 40 outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining in today. I have one topic and one topic only. I'm going to give you the 25% that would get me to vote for Evan McMullen. Many of you will know if you're a listener. If you're a long-time or a regular listener, first-time caller, to the Fourth State Drive Time podcast, you're aware that I'm a, uh, a multi-year independent voter, and I make my decisions on uh, people who are running for office based on their platforms and their policy positions rather than their party affiliation, and um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, why I've I'm 75% on board with Evan McMullen and the 25% that would bring me uh, full bore. So I can't vote for either of the top-tier candidates, and uh, unfortunately, the Libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson, who has uh, the best chance, or I should say who had the best chance, of getting into the presidential debates uh, through jumping through the hoops and hitting all the hurdles, Uh, isn't polling high enough, and it right now doesn't look like he's going to hit 15% in the five polls that the Presidential Commission has selected. Uh, Not only that, uh, Johnson not only is not a true libertarian, he's had some problems articulating uh, his positions on a number of issues and appears to have changed positions since the last time he ran for president. So I'm, I'm really not sure what's going on with him. But it's seeming a little too much like um, if I change this, I can get some of Hillary's folks, and if I change that, I can get some of Trump's folks. Get up to fifteen percent, and then uh, make the make the debate. Uh, so I'm I'm really holding off on uh, Johnson now that he's started changing positions. Uh, Stein just isn't a good option for me, and nor is Daryl Castle of the Constitution Party. Um, so I'm looking at independent candidate for president, who is actually a Republican, uh, longtime Republican staffer um, and ex-CIA officer under, I believe, both Bush and uh, Obama administrations, 10-plus years would put him into that range, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, regardless, uh, that would be Evan McMullen from Utah, who announced his candidacy for the president uh, three weeks or a month ago. Now, uh, many people are questioning, can he win? Uh, He cannot win on an electoral college vote. He could win if he was able to uh, disrupt by winning a few states out in the middle and uh, throw the election into the electoral college. Um, Now, yeah, that's unlikely. We know it's unlikely, but it's something we've talked about here before, and it is a possibility. Not only that, I'm not averse to voting for someone that I know has no chance because uh, there's always somebody in these elections who, if you look at it mathematically and logically, there's always somebody who has no chance and that person is usually one of the major party contenders. Uh, I just choose to vote for my no chance candidate uh, in a way that is more meaningful to me. So 75% I like Evan McMullen's policies. Uh, He's straightly pro life, uh, would look for pro life justices for the Supreme Court. So if that's a big thing for you, uh, I would say McMullen is the only candidate in the race, with the, accept- the possible exception of Daryl uh, Castle of the Constitution Party. Uh, McMullen's the only candidate in the race who is unqualified pro life and has a stance. That is firmly held, personally held, and long time held. Um, Second thing is, I like his position on immigration. He is for strong borders, but he's not um, unrealistic about people who are already here, who are contributing to our economy, who have families, and in looking for a way uh, to deal with that situation that doesn't include, uh, you know, making. roundup vans and giant semis to put people in and haul them to the border and dump them off uh, like a dump truck of gravel. So he's more realistic about that. Another thing that I like about him is he understands the refugee process, not just immigration, but he understands the refugee process. And uh, in several interviews that he's given, he's talked about the fact that he was personally involved as a CIA uh, officer in the vetting of refugees. Uh, So here's a guy who understands That there is a vetting process, the vetting process is thorough, uh, that we do know who these people are who are coming in, uh, that the the people on the ground are able to reconstruct their histories, that it takes a minimum of 18 to 24 months of being in the process before they could get approved to get resettled, the ones who actually come to the United States. So here's a person who's been involved in the process, who understands the process, and who goes so far to say that uh, since 9-11, some of the biggest wins that we've had in the war on terror uh, have been because of the work of American Muslims and Muslims in other countries. He's, uh, he's not ignorant to broad brush uh, the world Muslim population, like, uh, like everyone who wears a burqa has an AK-47 stuck under it. Uh, here's a guy who's been involved in the process for more than 10 years, has worked with people, has seen successes, has been involved in the identification of terrorists, and he's vouching for the security and workability of the refugee process. And if the guy who's been doing it doesn't have a problem with it and is from a party that uh, the platform isn't as uh, open against uh, or open about immigration as other parties might be, in other words, he's coming from a party that's tough on immigration or purports to be, And yet he has a slightly different view. And on refugees, he has a very realistic view. Uh, This is a plus in my opinion. Uh, I think he has a good idea about business. I think he has good ideas about the economy. Now, having said all that, let me say he's offered very few specifics on policy. Uh, I realize this. Uh, But the thing about McMullen is I will take the uh, policy generalities that he's offered over the policy specifics of the two Primary candidates, uh, because it's what I do know about them that gives me tremendous pause. So in this instance, I'm more akin to go with the devil I don't know than with the devils that I do know. The 25% is this: I want to see who McMullen picks for a running mate. There are a couple of reasons for this. Uh, as you know, the the demographic of the United States is changing uh, in a matter of a couple of decades will be uh, no longer a pure majority white country. In other words, the total white population will drop under uh, 51% at some time in the next couple of decades. I I think that's correct, double check on Pew Forum if you wish. Um, And so the, uh, the country is changing colors, essentially. Well, the two dominant parties in the United States of America have old white people running for president. And each of those parties with their old white people candidates are trying to convince the minorities in the United States, whether they are black or Latino or uh, Asian, the white parties are trying, or the white leadership are trying to convince all the minorities that they really have their best interests at heart. So there's been a a huge backlash against the Democratic candidate, uh, Secretary Clinton, because of perceived, uh, and this is not just her, but longtime Democratic behavior, uh, that the Democratic Party is only interested in in uh, their black constituency at election time. Uh, much like I would argue, the Republican Party is only interested in its pro life consist- constituency at election time. Uh, and of course, the slam against the Republicans is that they don't care about minorities at all, as was evidenced by the. Uh, very low percentage of minority delegates at the Republican National Convention uh, and the very low percentage of support um, uh, for the Republican nominee. So I'm waiting to see if Evan McMullen and his leadership team are strategic enough thinkers to pick a uh, strong minority vice presidential candidate. Uh, I don't care if the person is Asian, uh, as in Korean or Japanese American or Chinese American, or if they are Indian American or Indonesian American, uh, it matters not to me. Uh, they could be black, they could be from the islands, they could you know, Caribbean American or whatever that might be. Uh, they could have a Latino background, Sanchez or Gomez or Lopez, it doesn't matter to me at all. What I want to know is, is the is the McMullen campaign uh, strategic enough thinking politically to realize the uh, huge message that it would send to the growing minority population in the United States for them to choose a minority candidate? If they do, then that indicates to me that he has good political instincts for positive, not just for opportunism. Uh, in in telling our growing minority population that, hey, look, the two the two dominant parties had an option to represent you at the top of the ticket, and they did not do so. I'm going to do that. If McMullen chooses just another white person, even if, it's a fe- even if she's female, uh, if he chooses just another white person, we've got all white folks at the top of all these tickets, then it'll tell me that he's no more sensitive to the realities of uh, the changing U.S. demographic than are the other two, and um, it will, uh, it, it he will have missed a great opportunity. So you ask me why I'm putting 25 percent on that, and only in 75 percent on his policy positions, uh, because there's a lot of strategic thinking that goes into politics. It's not just about being on the ticket. Um, if he's a, if he's not a neophyte politically, then he should realize the huge opportunity. And he has mentioned that he's looking at uh, a diverse path. Uh, of selection and mentioned diversity in particular uh, when he was talking about his, pre- his vice presidential candidate but I think that needs to come pretty soon being in the next week or two uh, rather than two months down the road when, it, when nobody's paying attention to him. The iron is hot, it's time to strike. Uh, name your candidate, Evan, and name a minority that's strong uh, from a good state that can, uh, that can sway some folks. And uh, so let it be written, so let it be done. And yes, that even means Ben Sassy as much as, or Sass, however you say his name. As much as I appreciate him and think he'll be on a ticket one day, don't choose him this year. Just another white dude. This is Marty Duran. Thanks for listening to 4th Estate, a production of Roundtable Media Group. I want to encourage you to listen to my buddy Todd Littleton and the Pathological podcast, the podcast for the pastor theologian. My buddy Alan Cross with the When Heaven and Earth Collide podcast. That's a newer one. He's got several episodes that have been released. Alan works with the Evangelical Immigration Table as well as the Montgomery Baptist Association and leads community development initiatives. He's got more hats than the Mad Hattery. Uh, The man is busy all the time. But give his podcast a listen. It's probably linked in my episode notes. And I hope you'll give him a listen. Uh, Again, hope you have a uh, fantastic day, and thanks for listening.